Welcome to Biteside. I'm Seamus Byrne. Back in March, Mason Camille became the first Australian drafted into the NBA 2K League. Maybe some of you misheard me and were thinking, hang on, there's a bunch of Aussies in the NBA, but we're talking about the eSport, NBA 2K. It might be digital, but Mason or Mace or Milo had to be drafted by a real NBA team to get his shot at going pro. Worked hard, missed out more than once, but in the fourth season of the Pro League, he got the call he was dreaming of. The Detroit Pistons wanted him on the team. So now with a full season under his belt, and hoping to get home eventually, we're having a chat with our Aussie 2K star to hear all about the journey. Mace, how are you? I'm really good. How are you going? Yeah, doing all right. So, look, I've got a really easy first question for you. Living the dream, yes or no? Yes, 100%. Excellent. Um, look, when we were first setting up this we weren't sure if you'd be on your way home or in quarantine or still in the US. It looks like you're still over there. And I noticed, you know, it's you're locked out because of the government stopping all flights home. Really sorry about that one. But looking at your socials, I see you're also at the All-Star event in New York. So, like, a bit of silver lining alongside the annoyance? Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of a blessing in disguise a little bit. Um, sort of get to, you know go to that event live in person, especially that there wasn't really that many live events in the 2K League this year because of COVID. We couldn't uh, fly to New York and play every week. So being able to go to the All-Star event in Brooklyn um, and meet players and and fans and even, you know, coaches that I haven't met before was, was a crazy experience. Yeah, it's a good point because obviously – in past seasons before the COVID times that, you know, that this did kind of travel around a bit more. So I guess getting to, yeah, actually meet people when it had largely been run as an online operation this year. Yeah. must have been a really nice moment. Really nice. Um, yeah. Just like I just said, just meeting people and it's such a different atmosphere from, you know, being online and, and behind the screen and to actually be there in person and actually, you know, um, you know, experience that atmosphere. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, let's go back to having missed out, you know, not once but twice. Um, you know, what was it about, do you think, your own, you know, I guess, mental space or your, you know, just that work ethic that made you feel like, you know what, like I can keep going for this, I can take this shot? Yeah, I, I think it was just, you know, the love for the for the NBA 2K festival. Um, I love playing NBA 2K um, every year, no matter what, I'm always like playing the game. So I was always going to play the game. I think, um, I think after, you know, missing out the first year, you know, I was always like, Oh, let's give it another shot. You know, I kept making that same stage. I said, you know, I was playing at the highest level possible of prime in Australia. You know, I was, my name was probably one of the biggest names in the Australian region um, out of anyone's name. So I knew, you know, Eventually, you know, they, they're going to probably pick an Australian player. Um, and, you know, I, I kept messing, I, I kept missing out. And, like, I knew eventually, you know, I'm, I feel like I, I'm going to, like, make that level. I was telling everyone, my friends and family, I knew I could, I could push and make this level. I just got to do something different to, uh, to get drafted. So, in the, this year, I, I sort of, you know, put a lot aside. You know, I finished my university degree. So, I was out of uni. Um, and, you know, I was just working locally at a, um, just like a, at a liquor store. And I sort of, um, you know, um, I was like working there on and off. 
Um, and I sort of put that aside a little bit and really pushed for this um, and put all my hours into going for the NBA 2K League. And um, just I feel like at the end of the day, it, it, it honestly paid off just putting that aside. And uh, it was a risk that you know, I was prepared to take. You know, I had a, a university degree under my belt. Um, and just all my time basically went in going for the league. So, you know, yeah, it, it paid off at the end of the day. Awesome. Um, it's funny, I hear you telling that story and you said liquor store and I feel like you must have had to tell that to some American people from time to time because you didn't just say bottle-o. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I always say is a bottle-o, um, liquor <laughs> store. Ever since I've been in the U.S., as They'd be like, what, my, what is a, what's yeah. a bottle of? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I actually don't know why I've called it a, a liquor store. Just say, I, I've always bottle of, and <laughs> I've called it that here, and everyone's just like, <laughs> awesome. yeah. So, look, for the uninitiated, can you actually explain uh, how, I guess, much like real NBA, the esports mode is, because it, this isn't, you know, one on one play where you're running the whole team, right? Yeah, so. A lot different to Quick Game um, that a lot of people are, or my team that a lot of people are familiar with. So it's uh, it's NBA 2K League, which is uh, a different version of the actual game itself than Pro-Am. So um, the league build is everyone controls their own character. So a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward and center, five players on the court and a six man on the team. Um, and everyone just controls that one player and you play as a team. Um, so, yeah, completely different from Quick Game. Um and more of a competitive standpoint, I feel like. And, and um, for people that don't watch at home, it's it's absolutely incredible to watch. And so for you in your own journey, how important was it to, like, test yourself in different positions? Yeah, I mean, in the physical game, everyone kind of lands in the place that their body suits. You know, with, with the digital version, and how did you find sort of testing yourself in different positions to yeah. then find your sweet spot? Um, you know, I was playing quite a different amount of positions over these years. Um, I always started playing guard as like a point guard sort of role in 2K16 and as a small player. But then I sort of like changed up a little bit and I was seeing some more success as like a big man. So uh, I came into the draft pool as a center, um, but we had one of the best centers in the world and a USA gold medalist, Ramo, um, for the Pistons. So um, I knew I'd be coming into the team as a potential power forward or six man of the team. So I did play a lot of, I actually didn't play that much power forward going into the draft. Um, but I ended up, you know, coming in as a six man um, and then having to adapt to the US play style and play some power forward, um, which was a lot to get used to at the start, but I ended up getting used to it. And, you know, we ended up with a positive record and, and ended up making the playoffs with that lineup. So um, I feel like that was pretty impressive and considering that was my uh, rookie year. And look, there's a great point you're making there as well, right? Where again, when we're talking about individual positions on the court that you then, you know, a lot like real basketball, you can then have quite different play styles in different, uh, you know, regions because again, you know, online you kind of, you're largely playing against people from your same region just because that's how latency works. Um, So yeah, like tell me a bit more about that whole shift from, you know, what was it about the, you know, the ANZ play style versus the, you know, the US play style? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a lot. It was, it was not, that much different. It was more different on defense, sort of like, like you got to think about it. How I explain it to you know the ANZ guys back home is, um, you know, Australia has a lot of t- you know talented players that could definitely be in the NBA 2K league. Um, 
But also you've got to think about it. These guys are playing the game, you know, they've been in the league for the last four years and they've been playing the game, you know, 10 to 12. That They do it for an actual job. Yeah. So they're, some of these players are on a completely different level. Um, and I feel like team defense is a big one in the United States. It's really, really, really big. There's a major difference um, that, you know, I feel like my skill level was, was 100% there. I just had to learn, you know, different rotation sets that the United States did. Um, and I feel like, you know, I did that and, um, you know, we ended up making the playoffs. So um, just adapting to that, I feel like it, not necessarily a more skillful way of playing, just more of a different style of play that I'm actually used to. So just adjusting to that um, was um, was challenging at first, but um, after a while I feel like, um, you know, I adapted to it. Awesome. So, look, eSports team life, you hadn't even lived out of home from what I've read. So what was it like to jump on a plane in the middle of a pandemic and go settle into a team house in Detroit? It was, uh, yeah, definitely definitely challenging uh adjusting to the time zone you know the culture the different foods having to get a social security number you know not having a vehicle over here so definitely a big jump and yeah like you said the pandemic so uh definitely definitely crazy um but i adapted you know within the first couple of weeks you know i had the best gm adam adam rubin who did absolutely anything for me when i needed it so um the support from the pistons itself was incredible um, so they helped me out in every way possible. Um, but yeah, just living on my own was, well, I had a roommate, uh, Ramo, so, um, he was always handy, you know, he helped me out whatever I needed. Um, but just doing, you know, basic things like even cooking for yourself and, and doing your own laundry and stuff was, was just like a lot different, but I think it did a lot for me. So yeah, I'm totally used to it now. Awesome. Uh, I'm curious if there was like a favorite day of the week or night of the week during the season. You know, was there any kind of cultural moments along the way there? Yeah, um, you know, I loved every day to be honest. Like every day was was a different day. Um, just you know, going out with a team and and just practicing or you know doing team activities. You know, with at the facility and um, just like team bonding was was amazing. But um, you know, we always we did sometimes a like a Sunday dinner. Um, which was which was really nice, um, sort of just like the team bond and, and to get together and talk about things outside of you know NBA two K. Yeah, um, so that was really good. That was really good. Um, how did actually getting there and being part of a pro team? Because as you say, sort of the training, I guess, is at a whole different level. But you know, I wonder comparing that to the grind of trying to get to that tier. You know, how different was that sort of process of I guess you know operating as a team member versus just pushing to get to that level of being drafted? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty much the same amount of work, if not more, right now. Um, like I was playing the game back at home, you know, six, five to six hours, you know. But when I'm in the league, you know, you'd be starting practice at 9, 10 in the morning like a full-time job. Where back at home, we weren't really playing – uh, scrims at nine in the morning and I'd be asleep. So it's uh it's uh it's like a full time like a full time thing, you know. It's it's the amount of work that I put in to make it was I was putting the same amount of work in when I got here. So um uh it's just if not yeah, if not more work, just you know, scrims every day, you know, watching film, trying to get better as a team and, and trying to grow as a player. So um, you know, honestly the work didn't stop while I was here. Yeah. Now like I know in some other kinds of esports, you know, they use kind of 
tools and apps that almost come from outside of the game. You know, do you spend most of the time in NBA 2K or are there like other digital things that you do for honing skills and things? Yeah. Um, well, we sort of used like off-court um, sort of plays and used them in, in the game itself. We even ran up plays on an actual basketball court yeah, yeah, cool. and sort of went through it ourselves um, where to be on the court um, for when we, you know, we played in the game. So we understand it from, you know, an outside uh, perspective. So we used, we incorporated that, um, as well as sort of watching other teams play, um, sort of to get an advantage, uh, for us for when we play them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I wonder then, yeah, from the lessons you've learned this year, is there anything you would do differently back during that kind of grind phase to get there, whether it is things like reviewing games or other coaching tips you've received that you kind of feel like that would elevate your game on solo queue before you ever got that shot? Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, I would probably – I feel like I did a lot, almost like everything to get drafted possible um, when I was going for the league. But I feel like coming here, you know, I got uh, I had to play power forward for most of the season, but I wasn't expecting to um, be playing power forward. Like I was drafted as a six man. I knew I would probably get a game in the season um, at some point, but I didn't realize I wasn't thinking at the time that I could potentially be starting at power forward. So that didn't cross my mind at all. So sort of hearing that sort of um, shocked me a little bit, considering that you know I haven't played much power forward, especially at the top level in the United States region. Um, but you know, I adapted to it, so I was ready. Um, it just took me, you know, a couple of games to get used to it. So, sort of being prepared that you could be put in any role possible. Um, I'd probably just tell anyone that, yeah, yeah. Um, now you also took a bit of a leap by making yourself more visible, you created a really, you know, sharply made branding video for yourself before you were drafted. Looking back, how important do you feel like steps like that were to getting noticed? Yeah, that was one of the one of the two things I feel like I did that are uh, differently, especially this year going for the league that that hundred percent got me drafted. Um, it's something that a no one's really done themselves and and gone out and and done something like that. And and two, especially coming from Australia, if you can bring that content and, and that brand of like a whole following and. And something like that is something that, you know, I used at Detroit Pistons and made the, you know, the Pistons GT such a bigger organization, bringing, you know, a fan base from, from APAC. So uh, I feel like that was one of the biggest things. And if I didn't do that, honestly, I probably wouldn't be standing here right now. Um, and, you know, season season two and three, I didn't really do any of those videos. You know, I did promote myself in other ways, but they weren't, you know, good enough to, to get drafted. So I knew, look, they know who I am, but I need to do something that some other players aren't doing. So I just thought of that idea, and and it ended up, um, it ended up paying uh, paying off. And look, yeah, you know, watching the video, it totally looks like the kind of thing that you see. You know, some yeah, that someone would do that after someone's gotten in somewhere, and yeah, yeah like it just yeah. it had that polish. It kind of presented you really well. I was yeah really impressed when I saw it to see that it felt exactly like you feel like those videos are meant to feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so, how's it all work for next season then? Do you have a place on the roster? Do you have to wait and see what other kind of stuff has to go down between now and next season? Yeah, so we don't we don't find that out until uh, November, December. Um, and either I will get retained or I will potentially come back 
in a later round if the Pistons decide to draft me. Um, other than that, uh, the other process is I don't need a tryout for the NBA 2K League. I'm already in the draft pool for next season, so yep. I already have my spot in that. Um, so from now on, um, right now, I'm I'm in a US Pro-Am team, so I'm using the time while I'm here to play against the American players um, to get my name out even more. And just while I'm here without – when I go back to Australia, I'll be on delay again. So while I'm here, I'm you know using – my time wisely so that's what I'm doing right now but if I do go back to Australia um, I'll still be going for the league whether I get you know retained with the Pistons or not um, so I'll just be pushing for that um, and hopefully you know I get that shot shot again because you know I feel like I played a uh, decent in, in a role that you know I've never played before and I mean that making playoffs for the, the Pistons that made playoffs for the last couple of years so I feel like um, we had a good season overall. Now you've been I see you've been had some streams with 2K22 recently. What stood out so far as nice little tweaks for the experience uh, in game for next season? Yeah, NBA 2K22 um, is such a such a jump from from 21. I feel I feel like um, there's the player movement on defense. I feel like is such a such a great feature that they have this year. I feel like I've got much more control of my player. Um, I don't know what they did to the game, honestly, but it's really much smoother, and I just feel like I got full control and everything that I press, like I'm actually pressing and it's like activating at the right time. So I feel like, yeah, player movement is such a big one. Um, And yeah, I'm just enjoying, you know, the new park, um, you know, the pro-am, everything just, just about the game is much smoother. Uh, Absolutely loving it so far. Awesome. Um, Now, Mace makes sense. I'm curious, your main kind of online in-game name now is Milo. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, I that was that was maybe like three four years ago. Um, I knew needed to make some sort of you know I had those PSNs with the random numbers in it, and yep. I knew you know I needed I needed some I needed a brand I needed some sort of name that you know will stand out. And um, honestly, um, I always like to drink Milo, and I, I was drink I was drinking that at the time <laughs> that I was making it. Yeah, so I, I've got a, I've got a cup of Milo when I'm when I'm beside this PSN. I don't know what to make. My, my name starts with M as well. Um, you know, I didn't want to do like Mace. I mean, it would have been all right, but then I didn't want to put that as my online name at the time. Yeah. Um, so I just yeah. went with Milo and it's stuck ever since. So I thought um, a lot of people like it. Um, I, I like it as well. And it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it suits me. Awesome. Um, so let's close us out with a hot tip for someone out there chasing the esports dream. I think playing hard is kind of obvious, but what do you think like is the biggest mental step for someone to you know reach that next level? Yeah, like you said, you know, playing hard and putting the work in is, is an obvious one, but I feel like trying to stand out and doing something different that, you know, someone else has done. I feel like that's what I did this season. Um, and that's how like um, I got to where I want to be. You know, everyone Everyone plays 2K, you know, everyone, a lot of people have PS5s, you know, a lot of people play Pro-Am and, and are going for the league. But if you can do something completely different than someone else, whether that's, you know, making content on TikTok, YouTube and, and just expanding your brand, I feel like that's such a big step in making the 2K league just as important as your stick skill. Awesome. And look, you know, a huge, uh, you know, hope for you that you get home, I guess, by Christmas, I guess we're kind of hoping at this point or something. It seems like it's a pretty rough spot, but, uh, yeah, I guess what do you miss most? Uh, I do miss all my Australian food, you know, mum's cooking and all that. Uh, I do miss my friends. 
I do miss, uh, you know, just like seeing all them, even though the lockdowns and all that, I just miss, you know, being in Australia. Um, you know, I was pretty good all season. I didn't really like get homesick or anything like that. But since the season's over, I sort of do want to get home um, and see my family and all that. So hopefully I can, uh, fingers crossed, get home, whether that's late October to November, December. Yeah. Is there any uh, American or Detroit food you've you've fallen in love with while you're there? Yeah, I, uh, there's a Detroit Coney Island. It's sort of like a 24-7 um, food place that does everything. Uh, you can imagine breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So all that food's amazing. And uh, one fast food in particular is called Chick-fil-A in Chipotle, which is absolutely amazing. So uh, they need that in Australia because that is <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So I am enjoying that and uh, I definitely will be getting that before I go. (laughs) Awesome. Look, yeah, best of luck uh, with both, you know, next season and, you know, and hopefully the journey home real soon. You take care. No, I appreciate you for having me anytime. 